and welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 17. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you subscribe, and you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. I don't want to waste any time on the intro this week. We have a awesome guest this week. Um, I found her blog online. I don't know how I came across it, but came across it on WordPress. Uh, it's super encouraging. She's super positive. And I just thought she should bring, she could bring some great motivation to the show. So coming uh, f- on the phone from uh, Maryland, uh, Vanessa Junkin, how are you doing today, Vanessa? Good. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's been nice like reading through your blogs, like I said, and then kind of just reaching out and being like, Hey, you want to talk for a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah. So, um, kind of, I guess just to get everything started, like let the, uh, let the listeners know a little bit about your background and then kind of, um, like your personal background and then your background in running and how all that got started with you. Cool. Well, I live in um, Salisbury, Maryland. It's on the Eastern Shore. Um, I grew up in um, Northern Maryland. Some people on the Eastern Shore generally call it like the Western Shore or across the bridge, the Bay Bridge. So um, I grew up in Hampstead. Um, I started running to try to make it on the high school soccer team when I was um, the summer before I went into high school. So I was 13, almost 14. And, um, you had to run a mile in under eight minutes. So I trained to do that. Um, I I was able to do that. I didn't make it on the team. Um, I also tried out for basketball, um, podcast. Um, I'm five feet tall, not very tall. Um, (laughs) didn't have the best basketball skills either. So eventually I found my place with, um, I did track for four years. Um, nobody gets cut from track. And I did, um, they always need bodies. <laughs> yes. So happy to help there. Not that I was the star there either, but, um, it was a fun and welcoming environment. And then, um, I continued to run for fun. Um, doing various distances. Started out with five days, um, worked my way up to running my first marathon in 2013. And, um, then I did my first, um, I did a 50 K my only 50 K, um, in 2017. Um, I'm really involved with the Eastern shore running club here in Salisbury. I am the secretary and I also started, um, group runs and then for fun. I also, I mean, the running club is very fun as well, but <laughs> on the side, I also, um, have a blog. She runs by the seashore. And I also um, write for Run Washington. And this is all in addition to my job at Wicomico County Recreation Park Tourism. We also have the Wicomico Youth Civic Center. So I do um, marketing and public relations there um, with some colleagues. Yeah. So you, you, you're, you're very similar in me when we talked about this before um, that you do a lot. Like there's not really much yeah. free time. Yeah, there's definitely not. So I definitely pack my schedule pretty tight. Yeah. But sometimes that's not, that's not necessarily too bad as long as you're doing it with things that you, you love doing and that sort of thing. I think that's a, that's an okay thing to do. Yeah, it's definitely important to enjoy the, 
you know, I think it's important to enjoy your job as well. But, you know, especially if you're going to spend your time volunteering or, you know, doing things on the side, you want to make sure it's something that you, you really enjoy. Yeah, for sure. What, what 50 K did you do? Um, I did the Algonquin 50 K. It, um, it was the first year of the race. And so it's coming up again in February for the fourth time. Um, and it is held in Pocomoke, Maryland, Pocomoke city. Um, so, um, one of my friends, um, started the race and has basically transformed a lot of people on, um, Delmarva. We call it here, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. So we have all those states around us. (laughs) And, um, so there are many ultra runners here now because of that 50 K and because of current news Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, we have a, a local race here called the uh, Plain Possum and it was put on by some trail guys, you know, that run hundred milers and stuff like that. And they just said, Hey, we want to, you know, do a trail race. We don't have anything in central Ohio trail related. So they were like, Hey, we're going to start this race. And so many people that's like their first ultra because there's nothing else really around. And it's also, it's not incredibly challenging other than the, you know, the additional five miles that seem like they shouldn't be a lot, but end up killing you. Definitely. Yeah. I kind of felt the same way. Um, the one around us, although the terrain is trail, um, it is flat. We don't really have hills around here. So, but it still took me a lot longer than it took me to do a marathon, um, to do the trail 50 K, even though it's, you know, only five miles, but it means a lot. Uh, when you've already run the marathon. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing. And it's like, my wife says all the time, like, it's only five more miles than you did before. Like, I don't know what you're complaining about. You're like, yeah, but you have to think about it. Like, you already ran a marathon and now you're doing five yeah, additional it's not miles. Yeah, you're running just five miles. Right, so. right. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But it's, I guess we, this would kind of like go into the kind of topic we, we discussed that, um, or that we were going to discuss tonight is kind of beginning beginnings of running and kind of like people's getting out there. Um, you kind of brought it up. I th- well, I think you brought it up or maybe I'm just remembering from earlier conversation. Did you just talk, did you talk about your pacing just before I'm mixing myself up? Hello. All right. So after some technical difficulties of my Wi-Fi deciding to cut off, we're back in recording. So sorry if there's like a little jumble mix up there, but, um, Vanessa and I, we had talked about, um, a couple uh, last week or whatever when we talked on the phone and you didn't bring it up this time, but you're really involved in pacing and stuff with the running group, right? Yeah, it's actually separate from the running group, oh, okay. but um, I do pacing through um, one of the groups is called Beast Pacing. So I just paced the half marathon on Saturday, um, the Rehoboth Seashore half marathon. Mm-hmm. And then I was actually just looking on my blog today and realized that it was the 10th race that I have paced. Nice. So, um, yeah, I've done pacing through beast pacing. And then I also pace for the ocean city, Maryland Island to Island half marathon. Um, and I really enjoy it. It's a nice way to, um, help other people. So people, people have a lot of questions when you're pacing. Um, one of the most commonly asked questions is, um, you have to carry the sign the whole time. So I do, (laughs) but it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, another thing when you're pacing is you generally pick or not generally, you basically have to pick a pace that is somewhat comfortable for you. Um, it should be slower than your normal race pace. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be going all out if you're trying to 
run very consistently and you want to be confident that you can reach that pace without any problems. So I know for beast pacing, you pace at least 10 minutes um, slower than what your normal race time would be for a half marathon. Um, But it's fun to have a group. Um, Sometimes you run with one person. Sometimes you have a bigger group. Sometimes the people kind of change throughout the race. And then I've also heard from people that kind of use you as a guide during the race, which I've done with pacers as well. Like you want to stay in front of someone or keep them in your sight or something like that. Right. And I guess kind of with that pacing stuff, what would you say is like the most rewarding? This is probably like a really like a toss up kind of quite like a, just a, a free throw kind of question. But like, what do you find like the most rewarding yeah. part of, of pacing and getting people through to the finish line? Yeah, well, one thing that's definitely always really cool is um, people finishing the race and saying that you helped them hit a PR um, or, you know, something that was really positive for them. Um, one time somebody came up afterward and said I was their hero. Oh, man. Um, you know, people are offering to buy you beer. <laughs> Sometimes people want to get a picture with you. I think that's always kind of fun because you were like a big part of their race and helping them have a good experience. But basically just like when you know how much you were able to help somebody. And I know when, you know, when anybody helps you with something like a race, um, you know, it's definitely, it's nice to be appreciated. I mean, I know I'm it for the appreciation, but it's nice to see the impact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can speak from being obviously on the other side of things. I've never actually paced a race, but like using pacers for races, especially with like over this 50 state journey, you know, trying to hit, hit time goals and hit certain kind of things and just meeting new people. Um, it's been a, yeah. it, they're, they're super helpful and I think they're not as you, they're not used as much as people should use them. And not only for the guides, I think the guiding aspect of like, Hey, I want to be in front of these people and behind these people is nice, mm-hmm. but like sitting in those groups, like meeting people and hearing stories, like not only the pacers, like you said, the whole group of people that hang out. I think that's so I think it like basically is the embodiment of what running is of that the community of runners getting to, you know, for a common goal to a common time to get across that finish line. Yeah. And you all, you know, you definitely have something in common. I feel like running brings a lot of people together. I always tell people that, um, through my running group and through other, you know, running related things, you meet people that are great friends that you probably would have never met otherwise. I mean, I have friends that range in ages from I'm 29. So my friends, I have friends that are in their twenties, friends that are in their sixties, um, you know, everywhere in between all different jobs, um, backgrounds. So I feel like you definitely get to meet a wide variety of people and, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I know in the group on Sunday, I mean, on Saturday when I um, paced the half, I ran with one of my friends that also paces. And then we also had like a father and son from, I mean, a father and daughter, not a son, father and daughter <laughs> from um, Pennsylvania. And they knew all these people on the course nice. and um, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, we obviously hit the, the positive, the feel good, fluffy stuff. Is there anything that you like, just don't like about pacing? I mean, there are times that it is um, a bit stressful. Um, There's a lot of calculating. Um, I have a pace band that I use, so I've shown it to people. Um, It it basically shows 
what elapsed time you should be at at each mile. So instead of saying exactly what every mile should be, it's like 11.27 and then 22.53 and then it goes through every mile. So um, a lot of times anyone that's run a race probably knows that a lot of times it doesn't show up as exactly 13.1 on your watch, even if it's really close you still have to account for that throughout the race. So sometimes people might think you might be running too fast, but really you're just accounting for that little bit extra to make sure that you still make your time. Even if your watch says 13.2 or something like that. And unfortunately there was one race that was um, unsuccessful as far as pacing, which is the hardest part. Um, So I've paced 10 Um, nine of the races have been totally successful as far as time, um, with beast pacing, you can come in within a minute under, and then with ocean city, it was within two minutes under. So basically you want to be under, but not over. Right. But, um, there was one year. Yeah. You don't want to be over because then if somebody was trying to hit their goal, then, then you're not going to make it. Um, so there was one year at ocean city. It was just extremely hot and I tried as hard as I could and, I just, I just really tried to keep pushing, but the heat was just really intense and, um, it was late April. So it was kind of when it's just starting to get hot and I already used to that heat. And even though I hydrated, I, um, I just like told people to go ahead. I was like, I'm not on pace. And that was a really tough experience. Um, I came in at like one, I mean, two thirty one something. So I was a little bit behind and the pace leader understood there were other people as well that didn't make their time because of the heat. But, um, you know, it still feels bad to feel like you didn't hit your time or make your goal. But I think people do understand that you're human as well. And then I was able to come back the next year and, and be successful again. Yeah. I noticed that the, um, that was it Morgantown. I just recently did that. It was ridiculously hot as well. Like unusually hot for how late in the year. Cause I think it was like an end of September run. And usually by then you're, okay. already, you're already starting to get the cool down in, in Morgantown in the area in West Virginia. And it just wasn't, it was stupid hot. Like the sun was blazing. There was like, it, there was like 30 mile an hour winds, like in certain areas. It was, it was a ridiculous race. Um, and out of that, it's super hilly. It's ridiculously hilly. And I remember seeing, like a four hour marathon pacer, like walking. And I'm like, all right, this guy's, this guy's pretty strong. And this is what he's doing right now. I'm like, okay, I don't feel bad about my walking because he's struggling as well. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes like, I feel like when you are all struggling, there's almost like a, like a camaraderie in that. Like I know at, um, I ran Marine Corps this year and it was, pretty terrible weather. Um, it's it, like, always terrible weather. It was it hot at the end. It always rains but, at that race. Yeah. So I felt like where I ended up going way on, like way over what my goal was originally going to be. And, you know, but like around where I was, like everyone was walking. I talked to a lot of people that didn't have a good race. So I didn't want anyone to have a bad race, of course, but mm-hmm. then you kind of, can commiserate together, I guess. Right. You're like, Hey, we're in this crap together. Yes. So I guess kind of, kind of switching gears, but similar to same, uh, similar to the same, man, my, I'm just all flustered from that technology stuff. Um, we, <laughs> no we originally had discussed talking about like beginner 
runners and kind of people getting into running. And I think being a pacer, you have, you get to see a lot of that, like, um, the end goal kind of thing, you know, these people, whether it's their first half marathon or 20th half marathon or whatever the case might be, these people have these goals to set and you kind of get to see that on the final end. But I, I kind of wanted to talk about like getting into runners, getting into running and like that whole idea of I'm, I'm a runner. Um, you probably see that a lot in like group runs and people basically seeing like people originally seeming like they're, they don't belong and kind of that internal struggle they have with that. Yeah. And I mean, I never feel like they don't belong, but I do feel like a lot of people think that about themselves. Like I don't fit in or, you know, they're not a real runner, which is in the notes, but you know, but I have heard a lot of people say that before. Like, well, even people that have run like half marathons, they're like, well, I'm not really a runner. Like I'm a, you know, something else like right. a swimmer or a triathlete or I'm not a runner, but I think I, and I'm not sure if it was Bart Yasso or someone else or various means, but it's like, if you run, you're a runner. And I don't think you need to meet any certain qualifications to do that. I mean, if you are running, you know, a lap around the track and, or you're doing a walk run and you're getting into running, I think you're still a runner. So, um, with the Eastern shore running club, we have two weekly group runs um, for anybody that might be local um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Um, so be sure to be sure to find us. Um, but I originally started the Wednesday night run specifically geared toward um, beginners or people that wanted to go at a little bit slower pace or were at that pace. Um, after talking with another runner, it seemed like it was a need and people were kind of intimidated to come out because they hear Eastern shore running club and they think running club that must be, you know, they must all be fast or something (laughs) like that. But I always, whenever I'm at the group run, um, I stay with whoever is at the slowest pace. Um, sometimes if the people at the slowest pace have each other, I'll go to the next person because I, I try to make people feel welcome and not that they're alone because if you come to a group run, the last thing you probably want to do is, Right. Be, be the alone. last person alone at a group run. So that's no fun. Yeah, that's so, that's that's a yeah, funny. Yeah, so I try to make everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that that's an interesting thing because I I kind of remember that too when I first started running. Was I only started running because I needed something to do in the winter in Ohio? I was like, well, this is miserable. I need something to do, and I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I'll just like I'll start running and you know get get myself outside. And I think it really took me until probably until I was training for my first marathon that I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe I can actually call myself a runner. And then even after my first marathon, like I, I wouldn't even say that I was a marathon runner because I had only finished one. And I was like, well, this doesn't count. Like I I still feel like that qualifies. I I agree (laughs) at this point now, like thinking about it. I, I feel like a lot of people are in that, in that place. For sure. It's an interesting, it's an interesting little thing. I have a friend and she probably gets tired of it because I bring her up like every time there's a thing about this, but she like, she would play soccer and stuff in high school and college. And then got away from like doing any sort of activity like that. And then I was like, Hey, let's run. She's like, no, I, I have bad knees and that sort of thing. I'm like, you can do this. And I kind of convinced her to sign up for a half marathon, like on a whim. Like it was like, mm-hmm. it was like 14 weeks until the half marathon. She had never run more than like a mile in like the last five years. 
Um, and she, she finished a half marathon. Great. And I was like, all right, you know what that means? She's like, I'm not doing a full. I'm like, oh, you're doing a full. And then she did one more yeah. half. And then I convinced her literally, I just like bugged her every single day to sign up for the full. And she just completed the full in Columbus. And I saw her out there and I'm like, you realize like there are people, cause it was a very bad day in Columbus. It was very hot. The sun, same kind of thing, like no clouds in the sky, sun beating down. And there was a ton of people that dropped. And I go, you realize you, you just finished something that people could not finish and you're not even going to call yourself a runner or that you, I'm like, you, yeah. you, you literally ran a marathon. Does she call herself a runner now? She, she kind of does. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't even. So we get into that conversation all the time and I put it in the, in our notes and stuff like that. We talked about like the, uh, am I even a runner? And I, have you seen that Britney runs a marathon movie? I have not. I have been meaning to watch it because um, I've seen a lot of people talking about it on social media. So, so and I actually remember seeing the um, like the previews for it, like when it first came out. And I, I do want to watch it. I have Amazon Prime, so I need to watch it. Yeah, I think I that's where a lot of people have gone to it now because now that it's on Amazon Prime, like everyone's watching it because they have it. Um, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the best movie. Like it's not, I mean, the story's kind of like, eh, whatever. And like the acting's <laughs> pr- decent and it's got some funny jokes. There's some weird parts too, but the whole idea of it is like, there's a couple points in it where sh- one of her friends is talking about like, well, you're not like a real runner. She asked if someone was a real runner or a runner like her. And I was like, I know oh. so many people can like relate to that of, especially when you're starting out, like you said, you know, you go to a group run and you feel like, or you don't even want to go to the group run because you don't want to be a part of that group and be like, well, I'm going to be the slow person or you're not going to, I'm not going to fit in with this group, but it's kind of the definition of what is a runner. And I don't think there is a definition other than like you said, of if you run, you're a runner. Yeah. And I feel like if you come to, you know, some groups are, um, not really around here, but you know, some groups are focused more around around the elites and things like that. But I, if anybody ever came out to our group, I think you'd see a, a wide variety of people and we don't all look the same. Um, you know, we're all different sizes and things like that. Cause I think magazines and things like that have been doing a little bit better recently in general of showing people of different sizes. But I know sometimes when you think runner, you think like super skinny and, um, muscular, maybe not super muscular, but yeah. you know, you, you, th- have you think of the people of you see, you at see the... as like an elite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and most runners don't look like that. Um, because most of us are not elite and, you know, we have jobs and other hobbies and families and, um, I mean, and so the elites have families too, but, um, you know, they're just, not one way to look like a runner. Right. And I think that's, and I, I always, yeah, that goes into, I mean, that, that's a whole nother kind of thing of what, you know, like, especially with like body types and stuff like that is the amount of people in, there's a lot of things where people like, I don't have the body type for this or I don't fit that mold. And you kind of get in that, um, that groove of, I don't look like this. I, I can't do these kinds of things. And I think running, Open it opened my eyes a little bit to it, but I think it opened my wife's eyes really to it when I started getting into mm-hmm. to more trail runs, you know, doing more fifty Ks, um, done a fifty miler and stuff like that, and and seeing people there. And she goes, "That person's going to do fifty miles." She goes, "That person doesn't <laughs> look like they they don't look healthy, you know, whether they're they're too yeah. big or whatever the case might be." And I'm like, 
But guess what? They're a stronger runner. They're going to run past me while I'm dying. <laughs> you know, and you see people, you're like, these yeah, people have I mean, done multiple hundred miles. As long mile as you do the training. And, right, exactly. And it's, I think the idea is a lot of people, um, you put yourself in a box and you kind of limit yourself. We've talked about that on the show. I mean, obviously this whole podcast is talking about being intentional and, um, you know, getting comfortable with discomfort. And I think a lot of times we put ourselves in a box and say, this is the mold I fit. So this is the kind of route I have to go, whether it's, these are the, these are the people that I associate with, because this is all that I'm, this is all that I think I'm good enough for. I don't think I'm good. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have enough in me for better. And I think the same thing happens when we limit ourselves with whether it's running or anything like that is I honestly believe wholeheartedly that if, if you can run a half marathon, you can run a marathon. And I believe anyone can run a half marathon. Yeah. So basically anyone can run a marathon. Exactly. I mean, you know, you might not run it immediately, but right. And and you're not going to, and and you're not going to win. I think that you can. Yeah. Most of us aren't going to win a marathon, but I do, I do think anybody could, anybody could run one, you know, if they put the, if they, I also tell people too, that you don't have to run a marathon because, you know, some people don't want to run a marathon and that is totally fine. And those people are very smart. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you're going to, if you really don't want to run one, you would be putting in a lot of time and effort to do something that you don't really want to do. So even though I enjoy running marathons, Um, I like to do two per year, one in the spring and one in the fall. And I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to. So I think sometimes we all have thoughts during a race of kind of like, not every race, but I know at Marine Corps, I was kind of thinking like, why is this my hobby? But, um, you know, but now I'm like, okay, well, when can I do the next one? You know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's an interesting take on it too, is you don't, you don't have to do it. And I think I get it. I got into a little bit of that mindset again, being with a lot of around a lot of trail runners that, you know, every year somebody, somebody new was doing a hundred mile race or, you know, doing a hundred K or doing something like just stupid long. And I, I started thinking like, well, now I, now I have to do that. And then, I, you know, I did a hundred K was my longest distance. And after the hundred K, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I want to go further than this. Like it sucked. Yeah, it's, and that's fine. It sucked very <laughs> much so. But I think that was that was probably the the longest race I'll do. And I, I want to do another one to you know just break the time. But I don't think mm-hmm. it's something that I want to go further with because I I don't I don't I will no longer find it enjoyable. And the reward for yeah. me is I try not to do it for like external satisfaction. It's all about what's in for me. And I believe everyone should be doing that. Do do things because. They make you feel good because you want to do it, not because you're looking for satisfaction in others, um, which is, that's a whole nother topic kind of thing too. But I think if you, like you said, you hit it right on the head, I think is if you don't want to do it, don't do it because you're going to be wasting your time. You're going to be putting time and energy and money and just you, your life changes a little bit when you run a marathon. And it's kind of funny that Brittany runs a marathon movie. It kind of talks about that. Like she was out partying and stuff like this. And then you kind of see like her life change of like, no, I can't go out tonight because I have a long run in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely sacrifices you make when you're training. I mean, I still feel like I'm the kind of person that tries to do it all. Um, I've never been like a big partier or anything, but you know, I try to be social and try to fit a lot of stuff in, but you know, you, you do have to pick sometimes. It's like, 
if you need to get, I mean, cause I'm not the fastest person. So, you know, a long run might be three or four hours. So that's mm-hmm. taking time away from something. So, right. It, those, those long runs, they do add up. And I think that's a lot of times people kind of discount the, the amount of time you need for those things. It's like, Oh, I need to go run, you know, 15 miles today. And they're like, all right, 15 miles. That shouldn't take you very long. You're like, no, it's going to take me a while because I've got to wake up in the morning and I need (laughs) to eat. And then, you know, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom before I run. So I don't poop my pants. And then, then I've got (laughs) my run. And then afterwards I'm going to need to cool down. Like that's a good, basically my entire morning is shot. Yeah. Yeah. Then you might want to relax after the run. Right. So, you know, add some more time, eat right. after the run, take a shower. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's things that need to get done, but, um, yeah, I think it's just, I think a lot of the, um, the issues that some beginners runner begin beginner runners might have is the image thing for sure. And like the feeling like they have to do more because they're not, they're not as good as someone. I'm I'm not a big fan of the stickers like the 13.1 or the 26.2, not because I don't, you know, if you want, if you're proud of what you have, or what you've done, great. I want you to be proud whether that's been a 5k or a 50 miler, no matter what, be proud of you completing, you know, your goal, but I don't want you to see someone else's and be like I have a 13.1, will they have a 26.2, you know, now less as me for not being able to do that or not having the opportunity to do that yet. Yeah. I never really thought about that because I actually have a 26.2 sticker and even a 50 K, but now I'm like, I wouldn't want to make somebody, you know, feel bad because, you know, if you don't, if you do not want to run a marathon, then that doesn't make you any less of a runner. Like there's, uh, you know, there's runners, even like elite runners, you know, some specialize in, the miles, some specialize in, you know, sprinting, some specialize in 5k. That's a a good point. I've never, um, I've never thought about trying to explain it like that is you, you have your thing that you do, you know, like I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of running half marathons because I feel I, I haven't gotten to a point where I can run them faster. So I'm like, Oh, I can, Mm -hmm. I can run longer, but I can't run shorter that much faster. So to me, it's like, well, I'm not really getting like my value of like a hard workout because I end up either going way too fast and then crapping out at the 10 K mark or then slowing mm-hmm. down. But it's, it's that different mentality of we all have our things. We all have the lanes we swim in <laughs> and you know, yeah. do, do you do you, you do what you need to do. And there don't, and it doesn't take away from anything anyone else does. I always have that conversation with people when they're like, Oh, you've run this and you run that. I'm like, yeah, but what, but you've ran this like my friend, I'll go back to her again. She ran the one. She's like, yeah. I was like, we're basically the same now. We've, we're both marathon runners. Yeah. And she says, no, we're not. I go, we are. And that's it. Like there's no, I'm not better than anyone else just because I've had the, the, the time and the opportunity to be able to run more races. That doesn't make me better than anyone else in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And most of the people that I hang out with, I feel like, do a lot of races, but you know, there's plenty of runners that, um, like my boyfriend, he doesn't do very many races and he's still a runner. Like you don't need to, if you don't enjoy racing or you don't want to, you know, spend money on it. Or some people just want to, you know, they might not have, they might not care about going faster. They might, 
you know, their goal might just be to enjoy running. Sure. So I think everybody has their own goals and kind of back to being a real runner. Like there's no pace that you need to hit either. Like I would never want somebody to feel like they couldn't call themselves a runner or they couldn't come to the group runs because, you know, they weren't at a certain number pace because mm-hmm. it's really not about that for me or for the group. Yeah. And I think, I think that's probably the, the final real hurdle for beginner runners is, you know, maybe they get over the, the runner aspect of, okay, maybe I'll get out there and people won't judge me kind of thing. But the, the pace thing always seems to come back to it as well. I'm too slow. And I don't think, you know, I don't, there's no one going to be there with me or anything like that. But then you have group runs and there are group runs all over the country, depending on where you're at, you know, find your local running store. I can guarantee that they have a similar type group run set up like Vanessa does, but you know, go to Vanessa's group if you're in, in that area in Maryland and just be like, Hey, we're going to, uh, we're going to do this run and she's going to run with you. It doesn't matter your pace. She's going to be with you. Yeah. And I know that, um, obviously like people aren't necessarily going to be in my area. Some might, cause I am going to share yeah. it, but hopefully they'll oh, that's I'm plugging everywhere. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But I have, um, I've also been in, um, situations where the more runners I meet, the more welcoming of a community I find that it is. And I have asked other groups if I could um, join them when I was in town. So I've ran with the, um, the Montgomery Roadrunners Club, Montgomery County Roadrunners one time. I know they have a lot of members that are really fast, but the group that I found, um, they stayed with me and it was a nice um, trail that I got to explore because I was willing to, um, you know, meet with them. And then another time I ran with the Westminster Roadrunners Club. Um, Both of those are in Maryland. And I was able to, I think I was a little faster at the time, but I don't think they didn't seem like they were going to leave me behind either way. So I think that, a lot of groups are very welcoming and you could probably find one um, in your area that fits with your pace. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think a lot of running groups because of the kind of community runners are, I'd be, I think you'd be hard pressed to find one where people would actually leave people (laughs) if they knew they were a part of the Mm -hmm. group. Like they're going to make people feel welcome and that sort of thing. So if you're listening to this, if for some reason you found this podcast and you're not a runner at any sorts and you're like, Hey, I kind of want to do that, but I don't know where to start. Just find your local first, find your local running store. Either they have a running club or they know of a running club that exists that people run at. Um, you know, and then use obviously your socials, Facebook, Instagram, that sort of thing. You can definitely find places to, to get started and then the resources and stuff like that to, you know, get you set on the, on the right step, pun intended. (laughs) Definitely. So Vanessa, thank you so much for chatting today or this evening. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Let's, uh, let's plug some of your stuff. So how can people get in touch with you or, uh, some of the things that you do? Um, so my blog is, um, she runs by the seashore.com. Um, I can also be found on Facebook at she runs by the seashore. And then on Twitter and Instagram, um, my name is just my name, Vanessa Junkin, V A N E S S A J U N K I N. And then, um, if you do happen to be in the Salisbury, Maryland area, the, um, group is called the Eastern shore running club and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Perfect. So everyone go find 
Vanessa and the group and everything there. And you know, if you're in that area, definitely you should already know her because shame on you if you don't. That's that's my plug there. <laughs> you should be well aware of what she does. But yeah, definitely check out her blog. She has some really cool like monthly posts she does and then she does like race stuff. It's really, it's very motivational, I think. Um, so, you know, if you guys read my stuff, you definitely want to go check out her stuff because she's more well-spoken than I am. She's better at the English language. Yeah. Um, but you can always reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Would love if you subscribe to the podcast um, or everywhere you can find podcasts. And you can also leave a review. The reviews help with the algorithm and all of the other fun stuff that Apple and Google make, uh, make it easier to find this podcast. So if you find it enjoyable, find it helpful, definitely share it with people. You can uh, check out my website at www.flores.run. Thanks for listening today, Vanessa. Thank you for being on the show. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time, and we'll see you guys next week.